Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast in which we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of the podcast. It has been only seconds for us and a week for you, but congratulations, guys, you got out of the room. Well, um, not quite. Asterisk. <laughs> you absolutely did not get out of the room, but you solved you the solved, room. Congratulations. Hey, all right. Hey, yeah, we'll take good. it. Yeah, that was that was a really, really fun room. Uh, and as, for as dumb as I sounded for most of it, I'm just happy that it, it all came together in the end. Well, you, <laughs> like, it's, it was a bit of a sort of tenuous sort of episode to come into tenuous isn't the word i want no, but, but because on. you were coming in in such a story heavy room so late in the game mm-hmm. that there were a lot of story links and callbacks to previous episodes and things like that mm-hmm. and needing to figure that out along the way as well as solve a couple of regular puzzles it yeah. must have been a bit of a tricky position to go in yeah i think the, the sometimes though i think that we knew too much and we were trying to fit in <laughs> certain you know around right holes etc yeah mm. we, we basically created our own side <laughs> podcast that's just called eight letters we yeah. just talk about eight letter words <laughs> um but you know the, the family tree was really integral to this room and yeah. i think it was something that we new but we we weren't focusing on and, yeah. and then you know once we started getting closer towards the end we really realize how yeah, we, uh, we got super was. hung up on it and thankfully it actually played into the ending of it otherwise it would have been <laughs> like wasting all this time i was sort of freaked out because we knew that we'd have to subtly bring it up to you before we started recording just to make sure that it was in your heads mm-hmm. but then i was a bit worried that we'd gotten it too in your heads and you were just gonna run through and solve everything without actually doing puzzles no that the, it was great too because i feel like we the thing I love about escape rooms for the most part uh, with a group that you enjoy spending time with is each person figures out something um, that helps you achieve, you know, mm-hmm. the end goal. And I, I thought that we each had sort of a shining moment um, that felt good. I mean, it, it feels nice not to be mm-hmm. to get nothing to get nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Which is why it's so much harder to do them in big gr- in big groups. Did you say at the start of our last episode that the group that you had done the uh, rail escape room with had 15 people? Yeah. It was maybe, about it was maybe 12, 12, 12 to 15. It was a few. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's massive. Like, I found six people to be too much to work with <laughs> and I end up feeling sad afterwards because I didn't do enough. <laughs> to be fair, the um, the one we did had like six major points. Um, and that allowed like small groups of like three people to work on individual puzzles. Like there was one, okay. there was one where you had to manipulate the control levers for uh, the train we were on, and um, someone basically had to fun. read. Someone had to read you the instructions as you manipulated the control levers because what the control levers did was it um, it moved a a board that was in the ceiling above your heads back and forth like on on two axes, and there was a ball and you had to like dictate the way the ball would roll through a maze and then uh, that nice. sounds pretty great yeah so it would yeah you, one person was controlling it one person was reading it and the other person was kind of like mm-hmm. looking to be like left a bit right a bit and then the ball would I, drop down yeah fair enough that, yeah, i do so, love teamwork puzzles very elaborate yeah and that was just like one of them and then somebody was working on diffusing the bomb and then somebody was up front trying to figure out how to get the like the key because the the um <laughs> controller at the front of the train had broken and so it was yeah, it was a lot. I mean, there were definitely times they where made like it work. four or five people were standing around. Like, I don't really know where to be right now, but <laughs> there was probably engagement for like eight or nine people at any given moment. Mm. So it was pretty good. That's awesome. Good. Well, I'm glad you felt good because even with this, like normally two guests is what we have because I'm so worried about something like that happening. 
that the more guests you have, the easier it is for someone to just sit back and listen. Well, it was interesting, but, too, because mm-hmm. Jeff has experience with tabletop gaming, which Matt and I don't. Matt doesn't have any experience with escape rooms that, like Jeff and I do. So it was interesting trying to meld mm-hmm. um, meld those experiences together. And I think with the Coles, which was what was great with Matt, mm-hmm. is Matt objectively was looking at everything. We were trying to figure out all these weird clues, Jeff and oh. I. But Matt was just like, why don't you just put the Coles under the canvas? <laughs> yeah. You were trying to like <laughs> piece together yeah. like an escape room. And I was just kind of looking at like logically, what would you do in a room in this scenario? Right. Yeah. Well, physical escape nice. rooms have the added benefit of being very tactile, which is a different a different experience than yeah. this too. Different so. muscles. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. We, um, in our playtest for room eight, ended up in a bit of an argument for that because there was something that Billy didn't explore because he didn't think it fit the descriptions. And I was just sitting there going, well, if this were a real world escape room, <laughs> that would be the first thing you do. You would never just walk in and then walk back out again yeah. without looking at it. it is, it's interesting, <laughs> right. the differences between them. Um, I think you guys did, did really well with this room. It was um, great listening to you reason things out. Even when your reasoning led you to the wrong conclusions, you, mm-hmm. it was very much the case that there were correct things in your reasoning that yeah. you would need to use to get to the right one. You were just using it in like slightly the wrong place, something like that. But it was very much a case of all of your talking was helpful. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, a lot of times when we play trivia too, we'll, like in our game, on our show, we tend to do like two on two. And sometimes I'll have no idea and I'll be teamed with Jeff. And I'm like, Jeff, just start saying things because it, sometimes mm. just that little <laughs> thing just jogs your memory or kind of like, once you hear it out loud, you kind of think in a different way because you can get locked into thinking one specific way. Right. And then when someone mm, says definitely. something completely different, then you just, oh, that's right. Now I got it. Um, mm-hmm. So it does like silence is like the worst thing you could do in any of these kind of scenarios because you're, you're just not yeah. going to get anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always the kick you, you need. Someone, because very often in these, it, it isn't someone, no, you, people don't come forward with a fully solved puzzle. They come through with, here's the first step of the solution that I think we might have. And everyone else who didn't have that first step immediately goes, oh, well, this would be the second step. And you and they piece it together that way. Mm-hmm. But if you wait until you've got the full solution, you'll never get there. Yeah. And because you'll be stuck on some point that just doesn't quite flow and someone else will have to come in and fix it for you. So it, it works out well. It'll be very hard. We've done the, we did one of these rooms with a single player, the very, very first one that we did. Um, and it was tough. Uh, not was, having someone to bounce off. It was off. so tough for her not to be able to talk through it with people. Um so it's uh, it's 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 definitely a gr- a really good team uh, mm-hmm. activity. I think it works out really well. Uh, did you guys have any puzzles in this room that you felt exceptionally? Did you feel like really happy with, or was there anything that made you feel really dumb? Uh, getting getting the ugly one for me, I felt really really good about. Yeah, that was a great. That was good. I was because I was working through it and I couldn't think of the because I knew that it had to be like a letter from each of them. Mm-hmm. And then, mm. you know, I just couldn't get I kept having Duke instead of Grand Duke. And then once I got those mm-hmm. letters and, and just, I just wrote them down and I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I felt yeah. good about that. I quite enjoyed thinking about, oh, the the pillows full of feathers and mm-hmm. then investigating mm-hmm. that to find the, the missing quill. That was good. I liked that. That was a nice moment. She said, Wait a minute. We've seen feathers already, guys. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and then we got know, to Yankee Doodle and I went, oh, no, I put more feather feathers here. <laughs> it's so funny when, you know, you have these songs that are so well known and sort of ingrained in, in people from childhood that, uh, you know, being asked to sing them back, <laughs> I could I not, I could not <laughs> think, 
<laughs> of of the songs like put on the spot there and it, I, I think i sang merrily had a little lamb yeah um, you definitely did i was exactly the same when i was trying to do it for bill in the play test i got london bridge just fine yankee doodle i couldn't figure out how it started yeah it I just didn't it work but when you said like sing it back and i was just like wait dun, 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 no <laughs> yes <laughs> none, of, none of that makes sense I, I felt, uh, personally, I felt really good. Um, I knew there was something with the window looking over the, um, the backyard mm. there. And, uh, and I think, I think I focused on it too hard in the beginning thinking like, well, what's out there? It's, it's gotta mean something. And then when I kind of forgot about it, um, when the, the opportunity came up, then it, it really made sense to me. And I think once I let it go, it, um, it made it easier to figure that out later on, if that makes sense. Mm. Sort of like dating. Oh, you don't want to be too into the person. You just kind of, you know, ignore them for a little while and then they, you know, they come back. Yeah. Uh, it was really interesting with that. Where as soon as that piece of frame broke off the door, really early on, almost immediately, one of you said, "Oh, maybe I wonder if that square fits over the window." And then we just then just, it didn't get didn't get finished. Like no one said, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, let's do that." And instead, we went on this long journey. It took and us- you were trying to use the circle from the curtains to mm-hmm. yeah. like spot on something but really it was yeah, the window yeah. that needed it's just the, one of those the, interesting yeah, moments where you suggest the correct solution really early on and don't quite follow through and you have to come back to it, it happens quite a lot with these rooms because again it's that idea of people just say everything out loud and they'll hit the right thing but they won't kind of settle on it mm-hmm. and so that was your moment in this room yeah because once uh, you once you've said it out loud you feel like well if it was right they we would have just moved on and then yeah, one thing I think is really important with these rooms and even the the physical rooms, um, you know, I said a few times I was just, you know, kind of having fun and joking that, you know, I feel like this is such a dumb comment, but let me say it. And I think even... Oh my God, everyone does that. Yes. Everyone really likes to qualify with that statement. It's... <laughs> Quite know, fun to, protect to notice how regular a thing that is now. I know, yeah. and I, I have to r- remind myself that when you're in these rooms, that you know, you're bit, you're trying to get out, you're trapped somewhere. So just say everything, and then hopefully, you know, something will <laughs> stick and not be self conscious yeah. about it because that could save us some time or you know, or lives like, or lives, right? And a human created these rooms probably a human who likes dumpster (laughs) so the dumb solution could very well be right neil will do the same thing when we play trivia he'll just be like this might be completely wrong but uh and then he starts every single one with that and uh yeah it's just it's just a nice qualifier because then if you are wrong you you acknowledge it but if you were right then you'd be like well i had a hunch (laughs) i I disagree i say embrace the stupid yeah i like that um and and that's how you show that you're a real mature adult you don't care about this anymore Exactly. Uh, one one of the things I know that we really focused on uh, that uh, you know Bill was asking uh, sort of a moment you felt good. I think one thing that maybe happened with us is the image of a chest and something being in the chest. Obviously, it kind of makes you think of treasure or something important. And I just think once we heard there was a chest that it was locked and it had to code, I just could not get that out of my head, and that's all I cared about. <laughs> and I think it really prevented me from mingling and, and looking around the room. You did make me feel very guilty because I knew that that was the very last, last thing, thing that yeah. you were finding in the room, but you wanted it from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we really did. Um, mm-hmm. But it, and it was a, it was a great turnout there too, especially with the uh, the change um, to uh, Katrina. Was it Katrina or Michelle? No, Michelle's ghost. Mm-hmm. Michelle, yeah, yeah Michelle, she's... who's the secret. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Michelle <laughs> at the end of this. Thing. We're, we're gonna we're gonna discuss what we learned in this room because I want to talk about Michelle. Yeah. Um, now, can I just ask, what is it about the music box? Because 
Bill, when you did the playtest and all of you, the very first thing you said was, I'm drawn to that music box. Let's look at that first. Why? A music box is an okay. interesting thing. Yeah. Like, it, it could have it, multiple is... different kinds of clues in it. It could pop open. The ballerina mm-hmm. could be a thing because the songs could be clues. There could be like four or five different. Either could be something on the top of the lid. Like there's a lot of stuff. That yeah. Could from be the there. from the outset, it seems the most interactive thing mm-hmm. you can deal with. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think that, it yes. feels fun. It feels interesting. And it's also weird, like, you know, a bed and a table and a yeah, chest with a lock. Yeah, this is a grown-ups room. Even paintings. Paintings are quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'd be going also, for the paintings There's also a little bit, of, you know, there's four of them. That's a little bit overwhelming. You think, I'll get to that eventually. But Music Box is simple and it's there and it's interesting and you know it's, right. you know it's cool. Okay. No one's like, oh, yeah, what, and the Music Box. Everyone's got one of those sitting around. I've got three <laughs> sitting next to me right now. Just your standard uh, Music Box. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. with the storyline so far with the Culladins and sort of the the ghost angle and uh, the somewhat horror movie uh, angle, you know, in, in a lot of horror movies, music boxes are are used for effect and uh, pop goes Fair the weasel, enough. you know, mm-hmm. for example. I mean, I was thinking yeah. maybe we'll play it. It'll stop and it'll like unlock a key or something. So, yeah. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Oh, yeah. You, you um, can do that one. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 like it's definitely. I don't know. The, the music box is the most interesting. Yeah, okay. But it's it the feels most simple, horror right? It feels like somewhere well, you can start. Yep. Okay. I getcha. I had an interesting thing that I didn't. I don't think we really addressed in the in the playtest. Maybe we did a little bit. Mm. Uh, which is an interesting note that so by applying heat to the canvas table, <laughs> you can read a message, and it's a flavor message. It talks about. This idea that he was going to destroy the birth certificate and erase the family. It, it is not necessary to do the room. Mm. It's also completely not necessary to, to see. Like at the point where you guys were heating up the coals and, try, and looking at this canvas, you already had the wooden frame the, from the door. You could have just looked straight at the window, pegged onto family tree yourself without this sort of hint from the table and left the room. So there's, there was a good chance that a person playing this room could not deal with that canvas table, not deal with the coals they found under the bed and not find that clue and it wouldn't stop them from finishing the room. This is what I come for, having my rooms being trashed. <laughs> was that intentional or was that that to happen to be that way? Um, I mean, a bit of both. I think that I was kind of figuring that making the connection, you might see the family tree, mm. but actually saying that that is going to lead you to the password for the chest mm-hmm. yeah. prob- probably wouldn't happen without yeah. the first It's almost like it's a hinting. hint, but it's possible to have gotten through oh, without that Oh, definitely possible. something bringing up family tree again. Yeah. And, and then I think as, like, as the you know quasi-dungeon master that you kind of run as, you kind of like led us in that direction because it was kind of like, well, yeah. you haven't touched everything in the room. And it kind of... Right. And you definitely. mentioned the table a couple times. And so that kind of led me to think about that before... Because we, we kind of like glossed over the door thing and then you kind of didn't bring it up again until we had already finished like all the other mm-hmm. kind of little things. So now we can get back to that. And That's also sort of being a, a DM generally, though, where you're writing you're writing more probably than you're going to get into. I mean, that's sort of the nature mm-hmm. oh, of the... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's all fair game. Oh, I, that's what I love about escape rooms is is you know you want those red herrings because that's what makes it fun because mm-hmm. you're stressing out about one thing that may not have uh, any bearing on you know the final mm-hmm. answer. Uh, not that it had no bearing. No, it had it, some. No, it had some but yeah. I, I think the only other time I remember finishing a room and thinking, oh, they didn't do this thing. I think the only time in this in the history of this show was possibly uh, episode four of Descent of the Colors, where there was one ghost interaction that they missed out on. They didn't trigger a certain ghost interaction with the maid. 
where they didn't, which was, uh, was that, that I blew out the candles uh, and that sort of set up this idea that the maid wants heat and she wants to, it was kind of, a, and now again, an mm. interaction you could make that created a hint. You blow out the candles, the ghost goes, oh, no, it's cold. Oh, I'm so cold and, and puts the candles back on. And it was a ghost interaction that functioned as a hint to the kind of the thematic feeling of the room. But but the people who played it on our episode didn't didn't do it. They didn't. Mm. They never blew out the candles, which reasonable enough. There's no reason you had to. It didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's the only other time I can remember where we've had something like this. This one, I think, a little bit more involved than that because it involves a few mm. different objects. Would you feel unsatisfied, or do you think it would be unsatisfying if someone finished the room without touching? Absolutely, that? they wouldn't have touched the coals. They wouldn't have touched the candle that, table. Uh, that would be super upsetting for me. And maybe in a future iteration of this, if I go back and edit all the rooms, that'll be something <laughs> I do to make sure that it absolutely has to be done mm. you'd, somehow. You'd, you'd somehow restrict the window part to, to yeah, happen exactly. after this. So because it is something that you think you would possibly try and fix in a future. Edit? I would definitely think about it because, mm, yeah, the idea that someone wouldn't do the coals in the parchment table, mm. yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah, I don't think we noticed this during the playtest, but it is. I noticed it on this run that it was skippable. I, uh, I agree. It skipped, which is good. I was trying to figure out if there's any way you could do cool, like some kind of Easter egg interaction with that where, you know, for a super fan or whatever, you know, they, they were able to figure that out or they got access to those missed things as a little bit more mm. flavor behind the scenes mm. um, i know i um, i agree with danny though i think uh as we were going through the room i was telling myself make sure you experience everything because i even if it if it was a red herring i wanted to experience it because i knew it was mm. going to be something that danny created and and it was going to be yeah, part of the story you know important for this i think i think yeah. if we didn't hit it and then it's not in the audio i think that that's that would be you know bad for the story the overarching story because you mm. want to hit those notes mm-hmm mm. Here's my. Do you want to hear my sudden quick fix? Oh, okay, please. My, my tiny sudden yeah, quick yeah. fix. All right. Here's here's some puzzle puzzle design uh, process for everyone listening at home. Okay, so the problem. Well, not the problem. The issue was the circle burning got you the key, which gets you to the door, mm-hmm. gives you the frame for the window. Then you can get out. Mm-hmm. What if circle burns away? There's not a key in the middle. There's a little like a lighter flint and tinder sort of thing. You can use that to light the coals which are now hot enough to make the frame, the, the, uh, the, the canvas show up its words. Mm-hmm. You read out the words. Suddenly the canvas gets too hot, burns away completely, and all you're left with is this wooden frame with a couple of little bits of stuff, and that is what fits into the window, and you can then see the family tree. But then the door doesn't... No, and then, yeah, and then the door's irrelevant. The door just opens. Why can't and- there just be a key <laughs> inside the parchment? <laughs> or a key inside the parchment. Oh, but, yeah, you can do it that way. Give me a heart attack. And then, and then it goes down that way. Not including the door. Yeah, no door. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, that seems like a sort of thing with a couple of little things. Like, I don't know about flint and tinder. No, nah, but something. But, yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> that lights totally the coals. Totally doable. I love it. And then, oh, the, the fire Zippo burns lighter. onto the coals. And they're, yeah, they're something. Hot and then, then you've got hot coals. And you, and, and, and it's yeah, absolutely. Make it the table is too heavy to drag over to that fire, but the fire just stays there, I guess, for a while until you've put coals on them. Awesome. All right. If you guys could just redo the room, uh, we're just (laughs) going to. We're ready. Maybe in a future edit, we can do that and and mess and change the room slightly. Yeah. uh, And so it's unskippable. Yeah, I did. And I did notice one of the things is when we took the coals out and dumped them on the floor, you did say out loud that we put them back in the pan. So I thought that that (laughs) had to come back at some point that the the coals were still in the pan. Right. You weren't just tidy. It had a a reason. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been like, oh, just because you didn't make us put clean up the feathers. The feathers are still all over that. That's true. Michelle's furious. It's happening right now. (laughs) Oh. Uh, I would say I, I really like I play tested this recently. I really enjoyed this room. Mm-hmm. I found it it was 
like like drawing it out, there was very few things in it to start with. You know, we had paintings, bed, rectangles, chest, music box, table. Like it was very kind of limited, and I, I found it really interesting. It was a nice kind of I don't know what it was about it. There was something streamlined or classic mm-hmm. or a bit more real about this room that I know a lot of these rooms have been quite good because they've been built around individual rooms. But something about the layout of this I really liked. Uh, yeah, I it think felt it, clean in a after nice After like five or six minutes, we had looked at everything and then we really had mm. to start getting into Yeah, there's like, something intimidating in. about simplicity in yeah. <laughs> escape true. rooms. It's like we've done everything. What do we do now? <laughs> it's mm. like we've touched and looked under and over everything. Mm. And uh, yeah, it really made us kind of have to think about in the puzzles in kind of a strategic way. Yeah, which I think is good. Mm. I mean, it's more team building, teamwork oriented. I mean, you know, with the nursery, you were looking at, you know, books and and different dolls and the clothing and then, you know, putting a light bulb in a different lamp and tapping the lamp. And it was a lot of details uh, and sort of steps you had to take. But with this one, you know, we like you said, we started with uh, a minimal amount of clues and it was really up to us to kind of figure them out, which is almost even more rewarding because then Mm. you're you using your own brain and, and imagination to kind of come up with the answer. Mm. Uh, do do you feel, as far as team building went, do you feel closer to each other now? Mm. Uh, we, we are physically closer to each other. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we huddled around one mic by the end of it just to get, get that camaraderie going. Uh, no, I felt, it felt a lot of fun. I mean, I think uh, we each kind of, you know, solved something, which, mm-hmm. which led yeah, to you, our... You didn't turn on each other. No. It was close at one point. I was about to... <laughs> <laughs> Neil, you idiot! I was just gonna leave him downstairs in that Neil. room. <laughs> I was gonna close the trap door behind him, <laughs> sweat it out. It's good uh, for your pores, though. That's true. <laughs> Important. Uh, now, actually, there was one. Uh, there was one other little thing I thought was interesting. It wasn't uh, something that was missed, but it's a nice little extra sort of opportunity for hints. Uh. We were talking about this: uh, the the taking the first letter from each of the paintings. Once mm. you'd kind of gotten their names from both the note and the songs, which identified each of them, and we got ugly from it. Uh, the other tiny hint to that is you can order the paintings based on the size of the quill used to identify them. Mm. Uh, Ulfric had no quill; that's the smallest quill. And then the uh, little, uh, which one was it? The little brown one. Mm. Uh, the t- the smallest of the quills was the Grand Old Duke, so U G. The next biggest mm. one, the Raven qu- uh, quill, was L for London Bridge, and the biggest quill was Y for Yankee Doodle. So by going quill size, there's another way to find. Oh, oh. there's an order to these paintings, and then that might make ugly more obvious. It's just a Fun way that if you'd gone, if you'd started asking, wait, the quills, we had a little one, a big one, and a medium one. It's, is there an order to that? Does that matter? Uh, Bill was, was much more thing. obsessed during the playtest with what those quills yeah, came from. Yeah, I really from. wanted some kind of painting order. And so that was another way to get to the same uh, answer. I just think that's a that's a nice aspect of this room. Yeah, it it's is. It's not it relevant. Is. It doesn't feel like you've missed it if you don't do it, but it's another path to the solution. Yeah, the the type of feather was something I almost obsessed about, but I I, I thought to like pull back until it it seemed relevant. But you know the swan and and the yeah. uh, the crow, and I just didn't uh, focus on and that too swan much. Crow is eight letters. <laughs> this was actually really interesting for me because when doing the play test, I was very confused about why Bill was so obsessed with the type of feathers that they came from, and I was telling him it wasn't important because I'd forgotten. That several weeks ago when I wrote this room, I had made that a thing. Yeah, it was in your notes as important. Look at this. And when I asked about it, you're like, nah, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, you've forgotten your own notes. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, 
that was that was really fun. Does anyone have anything else you want to mention about the the room or the way it was put together? Or any questions you had for Danny about it? No, just you know, bravo. I mean, yeah. I think the the planning in all the rooms that you do every episode is just you know it's so commendable. Um, it, it's just a lot of hard work, a lot of planning, and um, I, I can't even imagine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, with Jeff. How long do you take to come up with your trivia questions? Uh, you know, it, it, I guess it depends. You know, well, let's say I have to write a game for tomorrow morning, so we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> usually, usually about two hours for me to write a game. The way that I yeah. write. Yeah, we, we tend to put a lot, like Matt said, we put a lot of clues in the questions and we, we do mm-hmm. take a lot of care in the way that we word things just because I, I think, like Matt, I think even Matt said on the last episode, um, you know, some trivia can be very, very pointed, like what color is a dodo's beak? And that's it. Or, but for Matt or for us, I like to, you know, um, a dodo's beak is the same shade of color of the convertible that was in 16 candles or whatever uh, you know yep. Aren't they that's what though? like i do international quizzes once a month and they do make a point of saying that the way that they write questions all their question writers is you make them double questions exactly like there there's not just one way that you can get the answer to this mm-hmm. right it's really the so, i mean yeah. I, I always think that there's a, a disconnect uh and not a bad one but from academic to trivia because I'm I'm a decent trivia player. I'm not an academic. So there's things that, you know, uh, that might be very scientific or very medical yeah. or something that someone who's very academic will get right away. But for me, I need that pop culture reference to um, it, connect yeah, the dots. Definitely. Yeah, there's, there's a big difference between like the Jeopardy style trivia and then like a pub quiz. Like, I well, feel even like... Jeopardy has mm-hmm. categories, which the right. categories are meant to kind of push you in the right direction they, and yeah, also jeopardy, jeopardy has this fun thing it. so much of like if you watch jeopardy questions is this idea of okay where's the question because a lot of this is not actually mm-hmm. uh, something i need to know it's jeopardy teaching me fun new facts but we're right. then just like you know uh this president or like or like yeah. this 34th president of the united states da 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 this list of interesting facts about them and you go cool i don't need to know those facts they've just taught me those facts the yeah. question is Who's the 34th president of the United States? <laughs> right. Great. Like all the rest is is, is fluff, you know, or mm-hmm. like it's interesting stuff. Or maybe someone who knew one of those three facts would have a different way to get to this same president. But they, they have this thing where you can, they, they, there's a lot of like paths hidden in those Jeopardy questions because mm-hmm. they're so wordy. They give you all these, they give you all these ins into maybe you know it from this, 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 or this. And uh, usually, sometimes they're pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. Yeah. But I, I like them. I think it's an interesting game in Jeopardy of where's the question because how much of this do i not care about do i is the question just what's the capital of <laughs> cambodia because that's easier than knowing the king who it was named after or all this other stuff like that's right irrelevant. so what you're I'm saying still stuck is on the 34th president come on <laughs> i think it's john f Kennedy. cleveland was he john 34th i would have thought it was eisenhower, eisenhower. more likely than is kennedy it, it <laughs> i'm i'm somewhere in that gap though we should probably know this I, 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 I know, usually, I hope, when I've done US presidents, I go backwards. So I, but that'll take me a while. Wow. Yeah. So I, Danny, I know that Lincoln is 16. Danny, the non American, Dwight D. Eisenhower, right on the money. Mm. Um, yes. Right, right. <laughs> it, it's so funny because I feel like what Bill's saying is trivia is really the escape room of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Multiple uh. paths. Interesting things. You should probably stop clues. me before I do just turn this post episode into trivia because it's all I want to do. <laughs> we're, we're better. Trivia at that, wakes so. me up. Uh, it's my <laughs> adrenaline activity. I know we can't wait to have you both on the show and uh, to compete with us. I, we'll, we'll do a two on two. I would. I 
so excited at the thought of it. Um, as of now, for people listening, there is an idea that we will be on Triviality Podcast. I don't think we, we haven't worked out the details yet, so I can't give them to you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will keep everybody listening updated. There's a bit of a to... time difference that makes things a little more difficult. Yeah, yeah when that all happens. A couple hours uh, here and there. Uh, before we go on too much and get and get to the end of the show, I, I want to talk about what we learnt from this room because I'm really excited. This was kind of the reveal episode. So we know now that these ghosts aren't real ghosts, right? Like they are all, as, like as Bill was saying at the start, it's like they're aspects, but they're all really one ghost. And Bill thought it must be Michael Culloden, but it like now it seems that it's Michelle, right? Like she's this daughter, which is crazy. Like so, we found out there's a new there's a new Culloden. And, like, I have no idea what happened here. Like, the birth certificate was destroyed. The family records were changed. She says, I was destroyed. Or, or it, the birth certificate, you know, I was de- Is she, did she die? Is, I mean, she did. She's a ghost. Like, but she's this new column that we had no idea about. Michelle, like, a few years older than what Rolf would have been. It's, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. It, it, did mm. she get killed? Is it a tragic accident? Yeah, you guys are coming in with in, into this with fresh eyes. What's your take on yeah, this? Who, who, like, what's going on? Bill's too invested. I'm too invested. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like a, uh, a great, uh, you know, M. Night Shyamalan twist there mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and I just, I love the fact that uh, they aren't ghosts, that it's uh, very p- different pieces. It reminds me of um, the Horcruxes of, of Harry Potter. Was, yeah, like the, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, like a fractured identity. Yeah, yeah, which I think is is a great storyline to play with. I mean, this is a, mm-hmm. a a large family, a large history, and and mm-hmm. uh, it's that that fractured family, as you said. Yeah, it really us. excited me because in the post step for the last episode, if you've heard it. I think it was Bill, but it may have been the guests as well, just all together having a bit of a discussion, did start saying maybe these ghosts aren't all that they seem and maybe you're not getting a true perspective on them. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they weren't these angry, vengeful people. Mm. But, but it's cool, right? Because because if Michelle is the ghost and she has created all these, like, you know, it's it's one aspect of each of these, like that's just her impression of who these people are, Right. Mike Cullen is angry and constantly yelling. All the other servants are kind of saying, like, hey, you know, like, we're, we're angry ghosts, like, we're, we're kind of mean. The one person who wasn't angry was the young woman maid, right? Mm. And the butler. And the butler. So they probably looked up, like, she must have had a good relationship with this maid who was a young girl living in the house, probably had a good relationship with the daughter. So she pictures her not as an angry, mean ghost, but the thing that this she sort of remembers and portrays this maid as is... Nice, simple, but kind of a bit sickly, and you know the butler is 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 quite nice as well. He's demure and like the way he would act towards her. It's like she's portraying the 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 impression that she had in her ghostly death of all of these members of the household. The gardener is very like, hey, you know, get out of here. I'm a gardener. Got, who would not like a kid digging around in the in apple tree patches and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, like. Even the ghost, maybe. Like, sorry, not the ghost. Even the chef, maybe, had a bit of this, like, get out of the way. Like, get out of here. Like, if you want food, that you got to wait. You know, I'm giving all the good food to your dad and you get the, like... Yeah, since this, when do kids get the good food? Yeah, like, it's this... It's all these aspects of her interaction with these people in the house. They're all kind of mean, but, like, that's just how she thought of them. She's like, oh, you're mean to me. You're not giving me what I want. Uh, and the people who, like... It's really interesting. It's really cool. The baby, I don't know. She was scared that there was going to be a baby. Because the baby was never in the house and maybe, I don't even know if she was alive by the time the baby came around. But there's an idea of like, what, is a, what does a young girl think about a baby? That it's going to be 
like taking up this whole space is going to be all getting what it wants all these toys go to well, like it's all about the baby like she built this fake image of what a baby brother would be like well in a way in a way the baby does push her out right of the of the picture because mm. she ends up getting well, yeah sort of written out of well. everything and and her records are being erased so in a way the baby does end up pushing her out <laughs> that's true oh it's, i i don't know what happened to this like I mean, presumably episode 10 is going to be us figuring out what happened to Michelle. Oh, you're is it gonna tragic get everything. or is it evil or is it both? Like, did Mike Culloden eat the baby? No. That's bad. Baby eating would or be bad. Did she, like, Somehow not the first time baby eating has come up on this show. Goodness. <laughs> That's true. He causes a... Uh, <laughs> That's true. That was our Christmas episode, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It's an accidental death. It's our Christmas episode. He causes. <laughs> oh, it's on our, <laughs> on our Christmas episode, there was a question. There was a trivia moment because we had a lot of trivia in our in our Christmas. We had a Christmas quiz, and uh, and the question was like in certain parts of Eastern Europe, was it? No, I think was it was it? Brazil. Brazil, maybe? they have a an extra character at the nativity who's just like a a, a, a gypsy a, a woman. Gypsy woman. What does she do in the nativity? And both me and my uh, and and um and our guest Mark Humphreys both wrote down. Eat the baby Jesus. <laughs> and like we just had, so we wrote him out simultaneously with no planning. We're just like, oh, that was both of our first thought. All the protein. So you're right. Not the first time it's come up. I don't know. I'm excited. I want to I know what's going on. We're excited Anyone too. Anyone want to put some money down on what happened to Michelle Culloden? Uh, feels like a, feels like a cover-up. It was an accidental death. and uh, and But, you know. Yeah, oh. where, where there's money, there's a cover-up. Oh, always. It's a weekend at Bernie so, situation. That's what I what was. What was the lawyer talking about? The lawyer didn't. The lawyer had a problem with certain weird things that was going on. Did did was he trying to get the lawyer to cancel all these documents to cover up mm. the death of the? Ch- and the lawyer was like, "Hey, I'm not going to do that. You're a child murderer." <laughs> I, I didn't murder. It was an accident. Yeah, allegedly. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe that's what the shady like. The, it wasn't a shady legal kind of. I'm going to buy lots of businesses. It was like oh, I killed my daughter to get the cops off my trail. Where there's a will, lawyer? there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, I'm so intrigued. I really I'm really excited for the next episode. Oh, okay. Thank you guys again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having a, us. It was actually a lot of fun. It was a blast. I yeah. was terrified. That's why I think I, I thought it wasn't going to be as fun because I was like we're going to look dumb, but no, it was it was a real good time. No, it was great. I, I almost awesome. forgot that we were doing it and that mm-hmm. we were in the moment in the in the room and then yeah. I kind of forgot about everything else. Uh, which is good. I mean, I, I felt we felt comfortable <laughs> enough to do that, and I think um, everything was just so well written. And, and I'm just honored that we're the penultimate episode. I feel like yeah. you know we're right before the third act here. So I don't if, know. if great shows and great writing taught me anything, like Game of Thrones, the penultimate episode is always the most interesting <laughs> one of the season. Right. So that's like that's the one you want to be on. Where the Red Wedding is that another? Yeah, word? Red Wedding. Yeah. Uh, I feel Battle I feel like King's I'm Landing. gonna start getting into my uneducated Endgame opinions right now. No, no. <laughs> Haven't seen Endgame, but I so think Marvel, that uh... Infinity War is better. Oh wow! <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we're excited. We will be on your show soon. For people who are we listening, we will be. Keep, we'll hopefully have those details as soon as we can. Uh, which is very exciting. Your guys' show is is really good. It's a great trivia podcast. For people who are listening, if you like trivia, 
go listen to it. If you don't, if you're not sure if you like trivia, go listen to it, and maybe mm. you'll become a cool trivia nut. Uh, it's a really fun show. The format's very accessible, and there'll definitely be some of their special categorized. That is, I think, episodes the best way to get into the show that is to you'll find, be enter. To find the special subjects if one matches your 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 interests. Like, I, think it's a great I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I still listen to the Game of Thrones <laughs> ones. I feel like I'm learning from them. I have a good chance. Yeah, uh, uh, there's quite a few people I know who. Uh, you know, in my life, who they 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 don't really consider themselves trivia people, but I'm like, oh, we did a Friends episode, and they're like, oh, I would kill that, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it is exactly. it is really fun to to, to kind of get into that, and really too, um, you you know more than you think you do, or you might find some things interesting. So yeah, it's always like our general generic episode. We try and mm. do a pretty good balance of of well rounded topics. So yeah, uh, if you enjoy listening something. to this show. And yelling at the contestants because you've solved the puzzle and they haven't. And oh, you, and trivia you, and, is yeah. even trivia, more like that's that. That's great. You get to be like, you idiots. 20 yeah. times an episode. It's Ambrose Bish. Yeah, yeah we can't tell <laughs> the you. The direwolf's you... name is Summer. That, <laughs> that's right, isn't it? Dice. Oh, that would hurt me so, so bad. So that's always good fun. I didn't know that direwolf's name either. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's if the, people we... are looking to find you, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, so we're on every podcast app that you use, uh, as well as Spotify. So if you're a Spotify listener uh, with your podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook at Triviality Pod. Uh, we also have a, a private Facebook group called The Crop. So once you go on Facebook, if you you know type in The Crop, uh, it'll come up as The Crop Fans of Triviality. You can go there. We post all the episodes. Have a little uh, sort of spoiler. Uh, thread going on I'm for each not episode. Part of that. I'm yes, you have to be a part of it. Danny's, Danny's now uh, part of the crop. Yeah, you can you can find Should us there. The um, the and as we said, you know, before I think, uh, and and Bill sort of uh, went over it again. But you don't have to be a trivia lover. We keep the episodes, you know, very quick, uh, always under an hour. We want to make sure it's the sort of the perfect commute length, uh, and we don't want to over overstay our welcome. And uh, we, it's pretty fast paced. We're just you know four friends. We're very casual about it. We're not trying to to beat each other. We're just trying to have fun. And there's a lot of jokes, impressions. Uh, so if you're not really a trivia person, um, the the camaraderie I think and and sort of the relationships are pretty entertaining. Yeah, if you like occasional but... occasionally bad amateur improv, then we are the podcast for you. <laughs> but then also like even though it's fun, it's light hearted. If you are a trivia person like I am, it's not like uh, these guys don't really care about trivia. They're mm. just in it for the goofing. No, it is no it's really enjoyable from a trivia perspective to listen to as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I think uh, we take pride in um, trying to create an experience for those who are listening. Uh, we try to write the best questions we can, have have great guests on with, with uh, their own questions, and uh, we don't take that for granted. So even though we mm -hmm. kind of have fun, at the end of the day, we want to make sure we give out uh, great content. Yeah, a lot of our guests come from the trivia world. So if it was like really bad questions or easy stuff, they would not <laughs> listen or not want to be on the Stop show. Stop having so. guests. Right. Yeah, for sure. So a, a lot of Jeopardy people on our show and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Lovely. Uh, now, if you want to find us, I mean, you've already found our show. I hope you're enjoying listening to it. Uh, you can send us a tweet. We're on Twitter at at esk this podcast you can send us an email escape this pod at gmail.com i got them the wrong way around that's fine uh we're on instagram as well um we also have a patreon which uh, is kind of a great time to join the patreon right now uh anybody who signs up has the chance to appear in an episode uh who was our patreon for this episode uh, I don't think there was a specific one. It's just sort of leading back to our main family, our Michael, Katrina, Mike and Baskin. Michelle. We haven't really gone Ooh, into Michelle we, properly yet. Who's our Michelle patron? I'll give her a credit for episode 10. 
That's that's where really, she that's, gets. Gonna, all right, Michelle. That's where she gets the most action. You're partially credited. If there are multiple Michelles, you can see. We'll try and work out which one of you it is. <laughs> also, thank you so much, uh, patrons, for giving us both a Michael and a Michelle because that thematically makes <laughs> sense. That's wonderful. Uh, so all patrons can appear in an episode. Uh, as well as that, we have bonus episodes. Now, usually for our this is for our five dollar donors, we have bonus episodes in which Danny takes a public domain murder mystery and turns it into a playable adventure that I play through as the detective. Uh, They've been a huge amount of fun. Uh, We also have, and those are going to continue, but we also have a new series, which will be much more regular. Uh, We are now posting the recordings of all of our playtests to the uh, Patreon. So uh, for all $5 donors looking for bonus episodes, you can now listen to every playtest that we do, starting from episode 7 of Descent of the Culladins. Mm. Weird time to start. Uh, but continuing on uh, for the foreseeable future, we'll have those up so you can see a little bit more behind the scenes of how we do that. Uh, they're a bit light. They're much much more unedited. Uh, but they're good uh, and people seem to be enjoying them so far. So uh, We've been be told lovely. we sound like people. Yeah, we sound like human beings instead of <laughs> podcasting robots. Um <laughs> Uh, other than that, there are badges and other things for donors above those levels. So uh, I hope you can check that out. That's just patreon.com slash escape this podcast. Uh, I think we are all done. Tune in next time Tune for, in the next time. for the final episode. Yes, we're finishing off. Get in. If you have not caught up yet, you, then you haven't listened to this. But catch up. <laughs> if this is the first episode, go back, listen to one through eight and get ready for episode 10, which is coming next week. All right. That's it. Get ready. I'm calling it now. Michelle Culloden is Bill. They're the same person. Uh, And all the ghosts are real. And the house itself is the ghost. Done. That's it.